Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So there's a flu going around. You know, I've heard this because uh, Dad got it. You know, well, I wonder if he got the same one. You know, you know where its origin is supposed to be? No. Hawaii. Really? They're calling it the Hawaiian flu. Ooh. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I'm just gonna say yes because it's just gonna <laughs> stop everything right there. Cold. So yes, Kate. Yes. Well, it gives it sort of an exotic flavor, right? It's a Hawaiian flu. It tastes like coconut and pineapple. And my son has it. That's and nice. instead of being with him, uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with you. Well, this is a lot more fun than being it with a sick sure kid. It sure is, to be frank. And, you know, it's not like he's getting any better. But it said he's very sick. So I'm Aww. feeling guilty about that. But that's okay. There's not much I could do anyway. He'd just be asleep right now anyway. Right. So. What would you do? Hold his hair back? I don't know. What yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always a question. I'm like... He'll throw up and I'll be like, oh shoot, the only thing I need to know, do in this situation is to hold someone's hair back and he doesn't have a lot of hair. Right. So what do I hold back? His... Judgment? <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, and speaking of holding back judgment, we don't. How's that for a transition? That was nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, no, we judge here. We yep. owe the judging we do. Yes, I am Judgy McJudgerson. And I'm uh, Judgson McJuggerton. Darn it, you took my judge. <laughs> Judgy McJudge Judge? Oh, that would have been better. All right, we'll have to rewind the tape, and I'll just... <laughs> you just make it sound like what you just said is what I say. Yeah, okay. Because you edit really well. Sure. And what do we judge on this podcast? Little kids throwing up? Mm, little kids part was right, but little kids books. Oh, right. Yes, and whether or not they make us throw up. Oh, right. Or they're great. <laughs> That's good. I like yeah, that. thank you. That should be our tagline. <laughs> not throwing does, up since 2000 and... Does your book make us throw up? Exactly. <laughs> yes or no? Or no. Considering that most of the people that we do are dead, uh, it's a moot point. Yeah. Because we happen to do a lot of classic books, or quote-unquote classic books. Oh, it's books. scary when the, we do a book where the person's still alive, and then it's like, oh, geez. And then they write in, doggone people, how, how dare you be aware of the world, the greater world online. Yeah, I'm still yeah. not going to change my opinion. I'm but... not going to change my opinion, <laughs> but I acknowledge that you're a real person. Yep. And I think that sometimes that's all they want. Today's book is by someone dead. Okay. Uh, because Good. today's book came out in 1945, so the likelihood Whoa. that the author would be alive and kicking is not impossible, but not big. Right. Yeah. They might not know what a podcast is. Precisely. <laughs> so try and find us now. <laughs> My plan is coming to fruition. Now, uh, the, I've been avoiding this book, not because it isn't famous, but because it's very simple. Maybe too simple for us. And I've been worried that we wouldn't have enough to discuss with it. Well, but, that's what you said with the hole is to dig, and let me tell you, there was... Uh, well, but, um, that, well... That's supposed to be simple. So you want to hear a funny fact? This is by the same person who wrote A Hole is to Dig. Uh-huh. It's by Ruth Krauss, uh-huh. illustrated by her husband, Crockett Johnson, who we've also done, because he did Harold and the Purple Crayon. Oh. So if you just combine those two, you get today's book, Harold Digs a Hole. 
You got the dig a hole part actually dead on. This woman in holes, man. I don't know what it was up with her. So here it comes. Ready? By Ruth Grass, illustrated by Carter Johnson. And it's Harold. It's like an orange Harold. Yes. Well, he kind of just did Harolds. Harolds were kind of his thing. Pretty much every person he did looked like Harold. Harold. This one's got more hair. And, uh, and a yarmulke. That's what it's always looked like to me. <laughs> I mean, so what it's always looked like to me, and I don't know what it's supposed to be if it's not a yarmulke. Right. And uh, Indy's wearing overalls, and 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 he's orange. And he's orange-ish. Well, he's on the cover. Inside, very orange. So, <laughs> so there you go. So why don't you take this orange book and uh, read that thing up? Mm. All right. While Kate does her read, I'll give you a little background information on the book. What say I? What say I? What? Um, so here's the thing. I was at a book signing the other day. A woman who was at the same book signing, she, uh, she said that this book was, and I don't remember the exact thing she said, but she said it was like more than a thousand words when Ruth Krauss originally wrote it. And that she, she just, she just edited it down and edited it down and edited it down. And in the end, uh, it's a neat 101 words. Now, apparently this was Ruth Krauss's second picture book, but it was her first big hit. In 100 Best Books for Children, Anita Sylvie says, quote, when it was published, the carrot seed contained one of the shortest picture book texts, a mere 101 words. I don't know that I've found any evidence that it was longer and was edited down, but I'm willing to believe someone uh, as that that's a possibility. So maybe this was quite long, but as we see when Kate comes back, it's super short. Whoa, we're back. That was <laughs> fast. Well, uh, I mean, you gave me this encyclopedia to like I know, read right? through, and this it was just home, this weighty tome of a book. <laughs> I mean, I took copious notes. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, so much to say. So much to say. And Can you see why I've been avoiding this one until now? Don't worry, Betsy. I got some words. Oh. Well, so, well, good, because words are what we're all about here at the podcast. <laughs> it could be the shortest episode ever, but... We'll, it could be, but we'll, we'll we'll make it work, baby. We'll, we'll figure it out. out. Yeah. yeah. We'll f filler. Lots yeah, of filler. Lots of filler. <laughs> have I ever told you about my great aunt Doris? <laughs> so... I don't have one. This book is called The Carrot Seed. All right, we're off to a roaring start here. <laughs> and that is true. And it's about a boy... Yep. ...who plants a carrot seed. <laughs> Wait, slow down. Slow down. You're going too fast. You're going too fast. I can't okay, keep sorry. up. Was there up. like a like a previous book that we missed a lot of the plot in? Because right now I'm completely lost. So this okay. Boy okay. Plants. Yeah. A carrot. With you so far. With you so far. Oh man. So much emotion. How does that go? That planting process. Well, He's, the planting seems to go very well. He dropped it he, in the ground and everything. Well, except he's discouraged by his entire family. And why is that? Is like, he the kind of kid that they just, like, maybe this is his life? Maybe he's the kind of kid, like, literally he cannot do anything without them being like, yeah, no. It's like, so sad, though. Like, it his, is a little weird. His parents are so pessimistic. He's They're, a younger brother, right? Yes. So that this is a younger brother problem. Like, oh, your older sibling, he, he could have done it, but you're, you're Or maybe the older side. sibling tried to grow carrots before, and it was such a bad experience that they don't want their youngest son to... Our son must never know <laughs> sour disappointment. Exactly. We must protect him. That's a kind of you a, know, that's a you know nice what that's way called? of looking at it. What's that called? 
they now call it lawnmower parenting. You know how there was helicopter parenting? Yeah, I know helicopter parenting. Now there's lawnmower parenting, where, where they where parents will try and get any sort of possible negative thing out of their kids' way. I have never heard that term. It's a yeah. beautiful term. Yeah. That's oh, a, yeah, that's lawnmower parenting. Yeah. Look it oh, up. Oh, I can't wait for till pool boy parenting. That's just going to be like my best. <laughs> what? That's where you just throw lots of things in a pool. I'm working on it. Okay, I'm working keep, on keep it. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't have it yet. Okay. Anyway, so, I, I don't know. I just thought it was really... I mean, maybe the problem is that the picture of the carrot um, that he wants to grow appears from here anyway to be black. Well, I mean, this entire book... I mean, that's book, low expectations right there. This entire book is three colors. It's dark brown, orange, and white. Yeah. That's I think it. they're all different variations of orange, probably. With, yeah, with well, brown his, worked in, yeah. so his parents are like, I'm afraid it won't come up. How about... Good job, kid. Water it and see what happens. Wait well, if for you set the bar new. low, then the kid's only going to be pleased with the results, right? Or the kid will learn to always be pessimistic about everything. Right, but there's an advantage to that. Recently, we went to get some kittens at a shelter, and um, the first shelter we went to, my daughter, who has learned the miracle of lowered expectations, walked in saying, we're not going to get kittens today. We're not going to get kittens today. And guess what? We didn't get kittens that day, and she was fine with it. So that when we actually did get kittens the next so time, agree? she was very happy. You agree with this kid's parents? I'm just saying there's an advantage to what they're doing. I don't think it's actually the worst thing. Wow, Betsy. Now, I wouldn't say, but it depends on how you phrase it. I think if they're saying, like, you know, say, it might come up, it might not. Nope. We'll see what happens. That said, would be fine. But I'm there's, afraid it won't come up. Well, see, that's, and that wouldn't be the way I would do it, yeah. I'd say you're a failure for trying. <laughs> and, that kid, and that would be great. Well, that, so you'd be with the big brother. You'd yeah. be like, it won't come up. Right. But he's smiling while he says it. Well, because so. he's not a nice guy. And, and you couldn't have, I mean, you didn't have to tell me that this was in the 40s because the father's pipe totally I know, right? Away. I mean, who had a pipe? Well, our dad. Yeah. In the, in the, in the 70s and 80s and, and 90s had yeah. a pipe. Yeah. 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 So, every day, he pulls the weeds around the seed, and he sprinkles the ground with water. So, at this point, I'm like, okay, how how do you water, or how do you take care of a carrot plant? How do you know if this, if you're pulling a weed or the one... Uh, first of all, have you ever bought any carrot seeds before? No. Okay. It's a packet of the world's tiniest seeds, and yeah. you basically just scatter them in the hopes that something will grow. You don't take one of them... And drop it in the ground and be like, go, you miracle beast, grow. It, it's not how you plant a carrot. Well, I did learn you're supposed to keep the soil moist with frequent shallow waterings. So this kid is doing it right. Because right. every day he sprinkles the ground with water, which is great. Do it good. frequently. That's good. And carrots sometimes are slow to germinate. They may take two to three weeks to show any sign of life. So don't panic if carrots don't appear right away. Ooh. So you did your carrot research. I did my carrot research. Or is that what you called? Carrot research. Carrot research. So every day he keeps watering and weeding and mm -hmm. nothing comes up. He has, um, who was that silent film star who would like, show no emotion whatsoever? He had like completely like blank face. That's what this kid reminds me of. He's, he's just, he keeps... He keeps his his uh his he keeps his cards choked close to the chest. I'm There's one say. thing that the kid doesn't tell us though. Was it? Is that he works for Monsanto? I'm like, what? What do you mean? Because one day the carrot all of a sudden shows up and it is ginormous, which could not have been done 
just by watering and sun, Betsy. There was definitely some so you think there was some... Some chemically engineered... What if uh, he knew someone with a horse and he was just fertilizing it, like, super no, well? No, carrots aren't supposed to have, like, like manure fertilizer. What? Yeah. So you're thinking there's some... Oh, there's some genetically there's modified some stuff happening here. There's a GMO carrot, is yes. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because he walks away with one carrot Which, bigger than a wheelbarrow. Did we ever see the green top on it when it was... Yeah. Okay, well, we did. We yeah. did. He, he just removed that at yeah, some and point. That, okay. And I looked at it and I was like, kid, that ain't no carrot. That's yeah. Like, that's like a fern or a yeah, right. tree. Have you ever heard of the story of the enormous turnip? Yeah, because that's what that looks like right there. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he walks away with a carrot bigger than a wheelbarrow. Presumably wheel having single-handedly wrenched it from the ground. Uh-huh. Which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And then it grew just as the little boy had known it would. The end. Yeah. And that's the end of the tale. That's, that's the whole book. That's the whole book. That's the whole Kershmazel. So... Try and do something new. Yeah. Be discouraged. Ignore the naysayers. And you'll get a genetically modified carrot. Only if you infuse it correctly. But yes. <laughs> you have to infuse it correctly. But putting all your eggs in one basket, one carrot seed, I don't know if I can approve of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is basically the put all your eggs in one basket, the book. Yes. Like, put place all your hopes and dreams on this one dream that you have. And people might tell you... That dream is stupid, and you should ignore them and just persist, even in the face of complete, like, nothing happening, and you will succeed, child. Yes. I find the danger in this, in this message in some way. What? I don't know. It's a I great idea. I don't know what you're talking eggs. about. Plant a bunch of seeds, kid. It's not going to hurt anything. Just, you can space them out, and then maybe one of them will come up. You know what? I think this kid's going to grow up to be an actor, because he'll know, like, what rejection is like, and he'll get Mm -hmm. used to it. And then he'll just keep trying until eventually something works. I don't think he needs to learn to uh, reject naysayers, because at no point does he at first think that they're right. And then consider it, and then be like, no, I will persist. Yeah, because he knew... From the get-go. He knew it was a genetically modified carrot. The others didn't know. Oh, I see. So you think his certainty is born out of... He works for, he a works secret, for Monsanto, Betsy. <laughs> a secret that he is harboring close to his soul. Whereas I'm seeing it more as... It's that certainty that actually worries me to a certain extent. Like, shouldn't he have some kind of doubt at just once? Even for the, the sake of a story. Because, like... Yeah, there's not car- much of a story here. He's got carrot faith. He's got carrot faith. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You know. A faith in the in the beam from below. I don't know. Yeah, that's that sounds weirder if I put it that way. Yep. Carrot faith. Carrot faith. Okay. Faith in a in a thing. Oh, a carrot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see here. I wrote down some notes on this book. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's not, not a lot of them, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Some people have said that this book is about uh, faith. Uh, there you go. Carrot. <laughs> I don't know how to how to supplement that. We, we should harmonize on yeah, it. Yeah, okay, try it again, okay. Carrot. That, that was weird. I don't know if I can edit that out. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, it's about faith, persistence, and ignoring the naysayers. So obviously I didn't come up with the naysayer things. So apparently I wrote this down earlier. Um, author illustrators go goofy for this book. In fact, the whole reason we're doing it is that I was at an author signing on a panel with like eight other authors this past weekend. And 
we were asked, please tell me your favorite children's book as part of the thing. So I brought mine, uh, which is Tasha Tudor's A Time to Keep. Love that book, because she could draw cupcakes better than any human being in the world. Um, but other people had, you know, your, your Charlotte's Web, and your, your, I don't think anyone said Goodnight Moon. Uh, but, you know, the, the usual that ghost scares everyone. It's seriously, right? Yeah. Just so scary. And, uh, no, so one person said the carrot seed. And I was like, yeah, all right, the carrot seed. But I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, of all the books you could name, you went with the carrot seed. And I suppose for an author-illustrator, this story makes sense to them. Because you're creating something that may never happen. The book may never come out. And you're just, you've created it, you're, you're trying to go through the whole process, and you're hoping that it'll not only come out, but that people will actually read it. And, and who knows if they will. Your carrot could be a dud. Could be a parsnip. The poor man's carrot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this person was not alone, because, let's see, Chris Van Allsburg. Remember that guy? He did Polar Express. Yeah, with the bell. With the bell. And the kid who was like... <gasps> on the train, remember, That's the remember one. that kid? That's the one. <gasps> he also did. You have uh, a hole in your pocket. A hole in a pocket. That's all I remember. Oh, my stars and goddess. Um, yes. Yeah, so he all and he also did uh, the mysteries of Harris Burdick, which we also did, which was just those pictures, like oh, a yeah, freaky picture with yeah, like the nun yeah, yeah. on the chair floating in the sky. That guy. Okay. He was asked uh, what he would select for his quote-unquote Western canon for children, and he said. Uh, well, he actually said Harold and the Purple Crayon. But then he also said the Carrot Seed. Because they kind of go together. Right. Except there's less story in this one. Right. Uh, but it's it's Maury Sendak who really liked this book. Which is surprising at first glance because it's the least Sendakian book out there, I would argue. But Ruth Krauss was someone he worked with a lot. So he said this was that perfect picture book. The Carrot Seed, the granddaddy of all picture books in America. A small revolution of a book that permanently transformed the face of children's book publishing. The Carrot Seed, with not a word or a picture out of place, so dra is dramatic, vivid, precise, concise. In every detail, it springs fresh from the real world of children. No. Precise. No. Precision. Because it's not a lot of words, but not there's not one out of place. You literally could not take a word out of this and have it make any sense whatsoever. You could take words out of this. You, well, you could. Yeah. But it wouldn't make much sense. Sure it would. You think? Yeah, you could take out the word but. Oh, come on, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> there's only 101 words. You're not making that nice and even like 100 just because yeah. 101 is like He still awkward. pulled up the weeds instead of... But he still pulled up the weight. No, but the butt is like, you have to have the butt there. Because it shows, okay, <laughs> you, you just butt. try to get me to say the word butt, aren't you? I see your sneaky little ways. You said this was all a setup. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's performed a lot in children's rooms because there is a song. You can sing this whole book with a little song. Yeah, I already made up a song, Betsy. Okay, well, how's your song go? Can't. No, that's not the song. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not going to work with a room full of four-year-olds. No, no. The way it works is, like, I the only part I can remember, because I don't remember how the song goes. I'll link to it on YouTube, because I have no doubt it is there. But the brother 
gets, uh, this is the brother's part. It's the only part I can remember. Here's how it goes. Nah, nah, it won't come up. Nah, nah, it won't come up. That's, and then the kids in the audience have to sing it. So basically the children. But there's no nah, nah in the text. It doesn't matter. They've added text. Maybe originally there was a nah, nah. That would have been 103 words, Betsy. Oh, I, I'm aware of that, Kate. <laughs> Unless you count Nana, which is hyphenated plus, as a single His word. face doesn't look like he's, like, belittling his brother or anything like that. You know, he's smiling. I, well, but he's smiling, but that actually, I find that more frightening. Because he's not doing them. Like, the eyebrows are not in that mean, downward, slanted, like, I'm gonna make you feel... He's got that psychopathic... No, nice guy doesn't. look, and at the same time, what he's saying is, "You failed, little brother." Give him a break. You failed. He only has three hairs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Charlie Brown hair. Exactly. Or Homer Simpson. Or Homer Simpson. Well, Homer Simpson has the benefit of age to, to go along with that. Did you know but... that Homer Simpson in his hair, it's actually the initials M, and the ear is G. I did know that for Matt Groening at yeah. one point. Yes, I did know that at one point in my life. And I had forgotten it, so thank you. You're welcome. That's a good thing to know. Rating. Oh, I'm just going to talk more about the song, but yes, ratings, ratings. Um, actually, I'm rather fond of it, just because I know how hard it is to write simply. Uh, I have written picture books where they have started out far too long, and I've had to get them down and get them down and get them down and get them down. And to get them down, it's like writing haiku. It's super hard to get across what you're trying to say with as few words as possible. I like Crockett Johnson's art. Uh... Do I think it's... I don't know how Sendak could claim it was the granddaddy of all picture books. That's a that's a bit much. That's a, that's a bit wide. But are you calling this a classic? I am going to, yes. I'm going to give it i I'm going to give it a 6.5. See, I gave it a 3.5. Whoa! I can't do math well enough to figure out what that means. This makes it a five, Betsy. That's a right down the center. This We've a, had them before. Down the line. It's a down the classic. line. Classic. Classic-ish. I just, I don't know. I just don't see the, the, the uh, I don't, it, it just confuses me. Like. It just confuses you? Yeah, like, you got a whole bunch of people really, saying. Really, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it again. There's a boy <laughs> okay, who no, plants no, 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 seed. No, 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 we don't need to do that. It's, and it's, just, it's probably the least complex picture book of all time. I, I just don't get it. I'm not feeling it. But, <laughs> okay. But whatever. Well, then, it's, it's, then I think it's fair. It's a down the line. Down the line, so, fine. Not bad. It's I'm not sure the best ever. Half people love it, half the people hate it. There you go. I don't think anyone hates it, Kate. Well, I don't know. But I'm sure they're completely just, neutral on it. Exactly. Right. There you go. All right. Letters time. Mm-hmm. So remember that aforementioned book signing thing that I was at, that I was on a panel with, because yeah. I have a picture book out. Uh, it's called The Great Santa Stakeout. It's out right now. Yay. Um, well, at the book signing, a woman at one point says, I've been, I've been, this is a woman I know, and she says, uh, I've been listening to your podcast. I was like, oh, I, I didn't know you do it. She's like, yes, and you pose a danger. I was like, oh, how do, how do we pose a danger? She's like, well, she was driving in her car. And she laughed so hard that the car swerved into the other lane. Now, she did not... There was nobody there at the time. So it was okay. But apparently, we are far too amusing. So I think, as a public safety, we should be really boring starting now. Okay. Okay. Monotone voices only. I know. Wait, let me sing my song now. No. Singing not allowed. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, that lasted all three seconds. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Erica wrote in, she says, in your podcast about where the wild things are, this is one of the very rare letters about where the wild things are. People don't tend to write in about it because what what is there left to say? But Erica wrote in, by gum, 
She says, you mentioned the book Bears. I did mention the book Bears, which is sort of a weird sequel that he did many, 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 many years later with Max and a different dog. And it's text by Ruth Krauss. Oh, it ties into today. There you go. Right. It's coming up. You commented that probably no one remembers it. Not only did I remember it, I have a copy. I came across it while sorting through the books I've been hoarding for decades. I had forgotten that on the title page, Max finds his teddy bear hanging from a noose. I think Bears is pretty dark. Wow. Yeah, it does, actually. It is hanging from a noose. But apparently the dog has been capable of... The dog's jealous of the teddy bear and has attempted to kill it. It's very strange. Okay. Very, very strange. Rachel wrote in. She writes, It's so nice to hear your voices again. I took the summer off of school, which meant no two-hour daily commute. However, I am back on the road again and catching up on all I missed. I know you had a few comments about tea. I think this is because of the tiger who came to tea. Right, right. But let me tell you what I learned from living in New Zealand. My hubby is a Kiwi. First nice. of all, I know, right? First of all, New Zealanders have six quote-unquote meals. Breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. The teas and the supper are served with a cup of tea and sweet things. Supper may be going out of fashion as a term, but even without the term, tea and sweets will still be served after dinner. To make this more confusing, sometimes dinner is called tea, as in, what should we cook for tea tonight? Or, you want to come to our place for tea? Timing is everything. 10.30 a.m. or 3 p.m. is tea with a cup of tea, and between 5 to 7 p.m. is tea, that means dinner. Took me many years to decipher this riddle. I know New Zealand is not Britain, but you know, they still love the Queen. As for fireflies, because we did discuss fireflies at one point, yeah. Gus and the fire. Well, Gus or Sam? Sam and the firefly, because <laughs> Gus is a firefly? <laughs> I, Sam and the firefly. I, this is going to haunt me my entire life. <laughs> anyway, we had friends over the other night. We're sitting in the backyard watching the fireflies. I was calling them lightning bugs. The 10-year-old and 13-year-old kept correcting me with firefly. Isn't it the same thing, I asked? I was then told, firefly sounds better. Bug is kind of rude. <laughs> Who knew? I wonder if ladybugs take offense to the bug term, too. Huh. I kind of like that. I, like, gotta, I gotta say, though, New Zealand has the best hokey pokey ice cream you've ever had in your entire life. You will find no better what flavor. What is hokey pokey ice cream? Oh my gosh, the dairy in New Zealand is so much better than here in the States because it's so much thicker and richer. Creamier. And Yeah, and they oh. have this ice cream called, this flavor called hokey pokey, which is vanilla. Do you turn yourself around? No, it turns you around. Oh, it, uh, is that what it's all about? <laughs> it is. It's it's vanilla with like swirls of caramel and honeycomb in it. Oh. oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever, and you can't buy it anywhere. It's so frustrating. Anyway, that's my two cents about New Zealand. Very cool. All right. All right. Uh, grown-up things we like. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, there it is not completely confirmed. I'll put the link uh, on my site, but it appears that there may be new Farside comics coming out. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. So on his website for the Farside, Gary Larson, who, as we all know, has been a hermit for the last years, um, his website has not changed in since forever. Suddenly, this announcement appears on the site saying that a new era of Farside comics is on the horizon. That is the only thing it says. People are going crazy because we've had no far side in a long time he's a hermit and he hates the internet so right there that's a problem but we might get more hmm. so i my grown-up thing is the is hope that's right with today's book right it's hope kate hope for a bright far side filled future with lots of big cows 
Okay. What's your thing? Explosions. Oh. <laughs> hey, that goes with Gary Larson, too. Okay, go ahead. What's up? <laughs> In what way? So, it's this new game. Oh. It's called Potion Explosion. I like the name. They uh, they try and do, like, a take, like, if you're in, at Hogwarts and you're trying to take, like, the potions class, and the headmaster is named Albedus Humblescore. So, wait, who's the potion master, then? It's it's this guy, apparently. Hottie McAllen Rick Hotman? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, the game, if you like the name, if you like the game... Azul, Yo, you'll, you'll like this game. Ooh. Um, it involves marbles, and the goal is to match marbles to your potion, and then fill up potions, and then drink the potions. And there's four different colors. Do you die if you do it wrong? No. Oh. And it's all based on points. So okay. um, there's the, there's four different color marbles, which represent four different ingredients. Mm. Blue marbles are unicorn tears. <laughs> oh, Red marble. Who made those poor unicorns cry? Oh, apparently, uh, collecting unicorn tears is very easy. They're always depressed. Oh, okay. Uh, dragon smoke is the red marbles. Mm-hmm. Ogre mucus is the black marbles. Really? We had to go there? All yeah. Right. And then fairy dandruff is the yellow marbles. Wow. This is a mature game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting, though, because you have all these marbles, you fill up all these different potions, which can do all these different things. Two to four players... Very fun. Highly recommend it. And if you get the second edition one, it comes with a nice plastic dispenser for the marbles. Excellent. You so, will be bringing this to our next game night, I take it. I may or may not. We, oh. we shall see. What? What? Mm. Well, it's in your home unless you hide it. I think it's going to be here. <laughs> well, as I said, it's only two to four players. Uh, so. Okay, so it depends on who's So it. it's a okay. potion explosion. Excellent. That's it. All right. So we've had exploding things and seeds. And just to recap, people, in case you had a hard time cap- catching up, he planted okay. a seed. All right, Betsy, I think they and got it. And it grew we- into a carrot. <laughs> the end. And, the end. And as the good, as the good Saint Angel carrot doth say it to us all, sure. shall we together? I'll try. <clears throat> <clears throat> You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our municipal gardener is Drew Antienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Byrne.